welcome to The Safety Plan, the show where I cover the latest cyber scam and how to avoid it on LCC Connect, Voices, Vibes, Vision. I'm Paul Schwartz, and I'm happy that you are here. Let's do this. Now, this morning, my daughter was singing Hey Ya by Outkast, and now that song is stuck in my head. I, I guarantee you've heard it. It starts with Hey Ya, Hey Ya. You think you've got it. Oh, you think you've got it, but you got it. Just don't get it, and there's nothing at all. We get together. Oh, we get together. But my kid was singing with cybersecurity words. He, it was like this You think you've got a tax refund. Oh, you think you've got it, but you don't get it, and there's nothing at all. Obviously, the college has allowed me budgetless artistic freedom on this show, and I will take advantage of that position. So welcome to the Safety Plan Show. Here's the format. I will describe a real-world cyber scam like phishing or malware or identity theft or scareware and so forth. Second, I will explain why it could happen to you. And third, how to protect yourself so it doesn't happen to you. So why should you listen to the Safety Plan episodes? First, I want to share my cybersecurity knowledge with you so you can learn and grow from it. Second, a community knowledgeable in cyber scams will not fall for them in the future. And third, if people start practicing good cyber practices in their lives and at home, then they practice those same skills at work, which makes your business or company or local community college more secure. So win, win, win. Yes. Okay. I am Paul Schwartz and I am the LCC Director of Information Security and I coordinate security issues for the college. I've worked in cybersecurity for 27 years, including 20 years in the Air Force before ending up at LCC. And I wear a tie to work, so people think I know stuff, which proves I am smart. S-M-R-T smart. Okay, so today we're going to talk about tax return fraud. And a celebrity lawyer in Lansing, Mike Gressens, argued with me a few weekends back that a show on tax refund fraud will be as boring as as eating chips on the air. So I want to do a test. First, I will eat chips on the air. Mm, I like this, Mike. Okay, now I will tell you about the tax return fraud and let you determine which one is more exciting. Victims of tax refund fraud usually first learn of the crime after having their returns rejected because scammers beat them to it. Even those who are not required to file a tax return can be victims of refund fraud, as are those who are not even due a refund. One of the main reasons for tax refund fraud is that it takes so little information to file a false return, just your name, the date of birth, and a social security number, which were probably stolen during the 2017 Equifax breach, or numerous breaches since then. Now, the first thing I want to talk to you about is before you file, what you need to do. And the first step is keep your eye on your information. So don't carry your social security card or other information contain your social security number with you. Don't give businesses your social security number just because they ask for it. Give it to only ones that require it. And take a look at your social security earnings statement each year. And if that number is off, you're going to need to investigate it. Two of the most common ways to steal sensitive data are dumpster diving and mail theft. Investing in a cross-cut shredder and a lockable mailbox will help eliminate those risks. 
And finally, you need to practice good cyber hygiene. Use firewalls and antivirus software. Update your computer with security patches. Don't overshare on social media. Practice good physical protection measures. And use good computer operational security. This means browsing widely, wisely, not opening unsolicited email links or attachments, not using torrent downloads, using a password manager with unique passwords. I think each one of these will probably be covered in a future episode by me. Next, do not email your W-2 or any other confidential information. Email is the equivalent of a postcard. Everyone can see it. If you must send your social security over email, you need to encrypt it with a product like 7-Zip or some other encryption like in Microsoft Office. You can also download your W-2 onto an encrypted thumb drive or to, a, say, a, a, a more secure site. Now, next, you should consider putting on a credit freeze. Now, credit freezes are free. A credit freeze allows you to restrict access to your credit report and protects your personal information. By preventing creditors from viewing your information, this prevents new lines of credit from being opened in your name, as creditors do not often extend credit without being able to view a credit report. Now, once you're ready to file an income tax return, here's the things you need to do. First and most important, you need to file before the fraudsters do it for you. Your primary defense against becoming the next tax income fraud victim is to file your taxes at the state and federal level as quickly as possible. Now, this year, IRS will begin accepting federal tax returns on January 24th. As soon as you have everything you need to file, don't waste any time getting the job done. Second, Get an IRS IP PIN. Now, IP PIN stands for Identity Protection Personal Identification Number. Now, this is a program you can opt into, and it provides you a six-digit number uh, to help prevent the misuse of your Social Security number on fraudulent federal income tax returns. So if you have this IP PIN, this helps the IRS verify your identity, and they won't accept a paper or electronic tax return without that IP PIN. So it prevents other people from filing taxes for you. Third, use a credible tax preparer. You should be aware of tax preparation firms that claim they can obtain larger refunds than any other preparer who base their fee on a percentage of the amount of the refund. And, and they also ask consumers to sign, say, a blank tax form or they refuse to provide a, you know, prepare a tax identification number or copies of the tax returns or charge you outrageous fees. Those are all red flags on non-credible tax preparers. Fourth, now you should also watch out for tax-related companies. These are legit-looking companies that claim to be able to free consumers from tax liens or wage garnishments and levies and unbearable monthly payments, and they have upfront fees of $3,000 to $25,000. And other companies claim to be able to settle debts to the IRS for pennies on the dollar, and yet others will claim to give you an advance on your refund, but will never hand, out, hand over the balance of the money. Instead of paying big upfront fees to shady tax relief firms, consumers who have trouble paying taxes should contact the IRS or their state comptrollers directly. The IRS has a taxpayer advocate service. It's a, this is an independent office within the IRS that helps provide you know, help and advice to consumers having trouble paying their federal taxes. Consumers experiencing difficulties paying state taxes should contact the National Association of State Auditors, Comptrollers, and Treasurers. That's the NASAA. And they'll have guidance on how to help with state taxes. Next, don't use insecure Wi-Fi. Skip using that Wi-Fi at the coffee you know, house or the hotel or the fast food locations to file your taxes online. These locations are prime places for hackers to intercept and steal your personal information. 
Next, use direct deposit for refunds. It is recommended that you use the option of getting your refund via direct deposit versus a check so criminals can't have it redirected to their address or steal it from your mailbox. And finally, keep your eye on your information. I know I've talked about that before, but it's so important. Do not leave your tax returns or any of the key paperwork in your car or on your kitchen counter or on the top of the desk at home, so forth. So how do you tell if you're a victim of tax fraud? So here's the steps. First, again, keep your eyes wide open. You need to be alert when you see information that doesn't make sense, such as a rejection notification from the IRS stating that you have already filed a return. Next, regularly request a free copy of your credit report. Be aware that the bank and investment and credit accounts. Be aware of your accounts and what the numbers are and the balances. Identity thieves will open new accounts under your name and have the bills sent to them and spend the money without your consent. By law, consumers are entitled to a free copy of their credit report from each of the major bureaus once a year. So put it on your calendar to request a copy of your file every three to four months, each time from a different credit bureau. And then you should dispute any unauthorized or suspicious activity. Now, next, the IRS will never call or email you. Be on the lookout for phishing phone calls or emails from the fake IRS. The email may even have a realistic-looking sender address, but it's not from the IRS. and probably contains, you know, if it's an email with an attachment or a link, it's probably, it probably is full of malware. If you have any doubt whether a, a contact from the IRS is authentic, you can call the IRS customer service. And finally, if you think you're a victim of tax return fraud, you should contact the IRS. If you receive a notice from the IRS that leads you to believe that someone has used your social security number fraudulently, contact the IRS immediately. Okay, so now once you know you are the victim of tax return fraud, here's the things you can do. First, file form 14039. And this is the identity theft affidavit that formally reports fraud to the IRS. Once they get this form, the IRS will issue you that IP pin. That's the identity protection pin if you don't already have one. And then when you have this IP pin, the fraudsters won't be able to you know, submit a tax return in your name. Next, file form 4506. And this is um, the form that tells you whether a person's already filed a tax refund in your name. It, it, it costs about $50 and it gets you a copy of that return. And now this information can be shared with your local police who may be able to use it to track down the people who stole your tax refund. And finally, get free credit reports uh, from the bureaus. Monitor and freeze your credit report. Like I mentioned earlier, a credit freeze allows you to restrict access to your credit report and protects your personal information. That's a wrap of today's Safety Plan episode. If you have questions or have been a victim of a cyber scam, tell me about it by emailing lccinfosec at lcc.edu. You can find more info at lcc.edu slash connect. This episode of the Safety Plan was recorded by Paul Schwartz in the TLC Tower in downtown Lansing Community College and produced by Lane Ingram and engineered by Big D Dedalian. I'm Paul Schwartz, and this is LCC Connect. So long. <laughs>